When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Into the Comics Cave with your host, comic book heartthrob, Grant Stoy. Hello, and uh, thank you for tuning in again. I'm sorry I still sound like this. My voice is going to get deep sometime. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I have a special guest today, uh, the artist of finger guns and probably uh, most images you see in your nightmares. Uh, <laughs> I have Val Emerson. Hey, Val, how's it going? Hey, I'm uh, Val. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, before uh, we get into things, I just have to say that I read finger guns first and then saw your horror work. And it was such an amazing like gear change. It almost blew my mind. Yeah, that seems to be like most people are, they read finger guns are like, well, you're like doing all this YA stuff. And then they see what like I do normally. And it's just like gross body horror, everything. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a contrast. <laughs> Remember the first one I saw uh, your non-finger gun stuff was the the one with the albino alligator with the crab on its head. That oh you're yeah, like some kind of dark god, and it was amazing. Yeah, horror is like that's kind of my main thing. I would say. Were you always into horror? See, like I always like stuff like Beetlejuice and things like that, but they weren't like horror, like super scary or anything when I was a kid, but I'd say when I was like in my teens, that's really when I really got into horror. And where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Illinois and I'm still in Illinois. There is a huge amount of comic people in Illinois. This is crazy. Oh, they're all in Chicago though. They're, they're <laughs> all, they're all fancy. Do you think that there are better comics coming from Midwest people than anywhere else in the States? Well, I'm biased, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> hey, dude, what was it like growing up in Illinois? Are you by the city at all? Or were you by the city, rather? You mean Chicago? Yeah. Uh, I'm four hours away. Oh, wow. I'm actually way closer to St. Louis. Okay, okay. Um, I'm like maybe 20-ish minutes out from St. Louis. Okay. So I'm like right right on the border of Missouri and Illinois. Well, as long as it's not Ileana, because no one's got time for that. <laughs> I, I get to 
pretend like I'm from St. Louis when I talk <laughs> about that. Well, it's, it's quite a frightening place to be from. You're like, oh, St. Louis, <laughs> the murder capital of the country. Yeah, <laughs> we're number one, baby. <laughs> and this is kind of a non sequitur, but now I have to know. So you're this close to St. Louis. Do you prefer their, like, their thin crust? pizza to oh god no okay thank you oh it sucks ass it's terrible (laughs) it's i gotta go on a rant no please i gotta go on a rant so every single st louis staple food is something that was like completely fucked up like they go in the kitchen and they're like huh i'm i i just like messed up this cake box mix uh, I guess I'm gonna serve it, and then that's gooey butter cake, which is just like, it's I'm I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, <laughs> but gooey butter cake is nasty. It's just like, it's exactly what it sounds like. The middle is just gooey. It's a Ew. cake where the middle is gooey, and it is so sweet that you can take like one bite and you're done. That um, sounds horrible. Then St. Louis style pizza has one of the worst cheeses I've ever had, which is called Provel. And it is, it's three cheeses, I think, three or four cheeses like combined. So it's like Swiss, cheddar, and like provolone. Really? And they like mix it together and it's just like, it's super gummy. Like it sticks to the roof of your mouth. It's nasty. And they stick it on pizza that the pizza, everything's wrong about this pizza. It's 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 a complete shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got like the crust is like a cracker. Mm-hmm. It's like a saltine. And then you have watery, terrible tomato sauce. And then you put that cheese on top. It just like encases it in this like film of gross cheese. <laughs> That's revolting. Why would they put like a Swiss mix on a pizza? I have no idea. I I know people from here that have moved out and they're like in other parts of the world or other parts of the country and they'll come back here, buy big bags of Provel cheese so no. they can take it home with them. And it's like, you got out. You have good cheese where you're from. Why would you do this? Like, can you imagine if they go to Wisconsin where they get like actual like cheese curds and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so, and I can't get over gooey butter cake because nothing within those three words sounds appealing. It's it's so bad. I I, I'm gonna get so much hate for that. The St. Louis (laughs) people are gonna come for my head, but (laughs) I I gotta say my truth. So were you, was this inflicted upon you during your childhood? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I grew up with it and I hate it. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the only good thing, the only good St. Louis food is uh, toasted ravioli, which is not actually toasted, it's fried. Um, That's a very confusing which... statement. Like, everything about that sounds weird. Uh it's it's just raviolis that they toss in a fryer, and it's it's perfect stoner food. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're out there, like within spinning distance of St. Louis, 
did you were you inspired at all like to to work on your art as a kid were you a kid that did a lot of creative stuff oh yeah 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 i've been drawing like forever i think i have stuff from when i was like five or so still that it was like i was like going through like different drawing books and things like that but uh yeah I, i've been drawing forever like, it, it seems like every kid has a period whether it's like i'm going to draw sharks i'm going to draw ninja turtles i'm going to draw dinosaurs what oh mine you... was dinosaurs oh yes okay it was, it was definitely dinosaurs and then it morphed into dragons I had the the twelve year old dragon phase for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now let's say gun to your head. What's your preferred dinosaur? This oh. might be a deep cut, but Utah Raptor. The biggest so raptor like, of all. It's the biggest raptor. Yes. It, it's okay. just a raptor, but big. Yeah, What's it's... not to like? Isn't it like the size of a T-Rex, if not larger? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure it has, like, it's got the hook claws on, like, its hands, too, I think. If I'm remembering right, I haven't read a dinosaur book since I was, like, 10, <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I'm just glad you didn't say Brontosaurus, or this would be abruptly ended. Oh, oh no, I would, I would never, never in a million <laughs> years. <laughs> and what kind of stuff were you reading as a kid? um yeah, you just comics um, back then i i was i was doing comics i was uh <laughs> i was doing neopets comics really i was i was a neopets kid and i would get really excited when my comics would be on the front page of neopets i'm like my mom dad look my my comics on the front page of neopets They're like uh-huh. I don't I don't know what's going on, but all right. It's still pretty <laughs> badass. That's like a digital refrigerator. <laughs> what was it about Neopets that you dug? It's kind of basically just Pokemon. It's pretty much just Pokemon. Uh, I was way, way into Pokemon when I was a kid. I still play Pokemon now, but... Mm -hmm. And so you're doing Neopets. You go from yeah, dinosaurs yeah, I'm a, I'm a big time, pets. big time Neopets artist. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the front page. Now, did that kind of stuff? Did when did you start moving away from that? Like, I just want to know when you went from like Neopets to this is the scariest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> uh I don't know, because like I, I didn't really like draw horror stuff when I was in like school mm -hmm. um i did a little bit in college but even then like i didn't do like that wasn't like all i did like now that's like almost all i do is just horror but uh i don't know yeah i don't know when that like shift kind of happened huh when did you go from like the the tim burtony kind of horror stuff to like more uh like cronenberg stuff if you will uh, I want to say when I was like 14, 15, right around the, the peak age. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I, I was I was watching a lot of fucked up shit that I probably shouldn't when I was a kid. <laughs> I have to know what kind of fucked up shit. I, I'm trying to think of like maybe the worst thing that I could have watched when I was a kid. I watched Antichrist when I was a kid. 
It's probably not. Oh my. I, I just heard it was the it was the Willem Dafoe uh, CBT movie, and I'm like, all right, I gotta see what's up with this. Well, you know what teens <laughs> love? It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> Get him to watch Antichrist. <laughs> so you're getting into horror, and you're in your teen you're a teenager now. When do you find yourself starting to like get more serious about art? Like, what did you have any prior loves before that? Um, music definitely is like my other like main thing. Um, I've been playing piano since I was like five. Oh no! Sure. Uh, I I actually taught piano for a while. Um, don't do as much like actual like playing anymore. Um, but I am trying to get back into like composing again. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the how, what's the difference creatively? Do you feel between composition of music and like a composition of an art page? Do you feel like that uses different parts of your brain? I I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit more similar than people would think. Um, it I like to think of comics in like rhythm terms, uh, where it is like you have your beats that you have to hit. You especially in comics like you do have like if you have like a really small panel that's like a short amount of time you have like a really big one that takes up a whole page that's like your eyes are at that for way longer than the other panels so it's it's i think of it almost in like measures where it's like measures or just like beats notes that kind of thing and having that go all together I've never thought about it that way. I'm also not musically inclined, but that's a really cool comparison to make. You feel like your musical background gave you an edge when it came to comics? Oh, uh, maybe it did. I mean, I've I've had to draw so many record stores, so oh. <laughs> it's like <laughs> how often were you approached to do band artwork? I've done it a couple times. Uh just recently, I did one for a band called uh, Knife Pact. That that was a really cool commission. I got to just kind of go hog wild with it. Um, and of course, like my friends back in like high school, I would do all of their band T-shirts and shit like that. <laughs> do you have any of those T-shirts still? Did you get to keep any? I. I did initially. I don't know if I even still have them now. Bummer. I don't know if I want to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was in like primo robot bacon mustache times. <laughs> That's a very specific genre. That, that that was it was a time. And I'm curious about. Are you you're strictly digital now in terms of mm -hmm. your work? Were you ever traditional at any point? Yeah, yeah. I, I I used to do like oil painting and stuff like that too. Really? Um, used to do oil painting. I did like charcoal drawings. I did a bunch of like I even used to do just like comics on like a page and scan it in. But then it's like, man, this is taking away too much time. <laughs> That's wild. You're like a renaissance man. 
<laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, oh, I do oil paintings. I play piano. I'm waiting for you to be like, this is my wine collection. When did you make the, the transition from traditional to digital? Ah, uh, well, honestly, Neopets. Neopets is the key to all of this. But uh, Neopets was like the first digital art I ever did. Um, I started doing digital when I was 12. And boy, it looks so bad. Holy good God. It I was mean, it's like, good enough for front page, though. Uh, apparently that's good enough for the front page, but uh, I used to like, I'd do it in Photoshop and it was like old, old Photoshop. And I'd print it out and I'd like show everyone at school like, wow, look at what I did in Photoshop. Cause like nobody, I, I mean like MySpace existed, but most people weren't really on it yet. So it was like, I had to just like print off all of my digital <laughs> and show it to people anyways. That is a very antiquated sentence. <laughs> that is so funny. So your Neopets is making you into a digital digital artist. Mm -hmm. And when did you start doing the horror stuff? Horror stuff. I I would do like pieces occasionally. Um, Just for like shits and giggles. Yeah, and then I'm like, I really like doing this. I really like just making creatures and stuff. And I, like, I always like horror movies, but I got, like, really, really into horror movies and just, like, did deep dives and, like, just watching goddamn everything. And I just really love horror as a whole. So I'm like, what if I just do this, like, completely just go full in um i want to say i've been doing like horror pretty much full-time since like 2017. Oh, wow. um finger guns aside <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even that i got to i got to sneak in a, a finger being cut off but <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was that, that your was, idea uh, or justin's idea technically that was justin's idea and i'm like you know i'm gonna make this like as gory as i'm able to get away with right he's like go for it <laughs> and it was one of those things where i'm like eh, they're probably gonna like have some notes and make me change that they're like no it's good to go like okay what would you say is your most uh inspirational like horror film or like piece of horror art let's say uh if we're talking just horror art i would say just giger just all of his stuff and i mean I, that extends to movies that he worked on too um in terms of movies uh cronenberg just his whole everything the whole aside from life. like aside from like cosmopolis which is like <laughs> <laughs> not that at all but um Cronenberg, uh, John Carpenter, like definitely like the thing. Reanimator is like a pretty big influence on me, just like for horror comedy wise. Mm -hmm. um, I do really like horror comedy a lot. 
Do you remember your first commission? It honestly might have been one of the band shirts that I did. It's, that's probably what it was. Yeah, it's probably one of the ones that I did for like high school. <laughs> oh, wow. I, is... I got paid like 20 bucks. In high school money, that's a lot Which, of money. In high school money, that's that's free real estate. That That's <laughs> just like, you know how many cosmic brownies you can buy with that? <laughs> Do you remember your first like comic work? Your, your first sequential work, let's say. Outside of Neopets. Like paid? Yeah. So I would say my first paid work I did with would have been like 2017 or no, it would have been maybe tail end of 2016. Um I did a short horror anthology with uh Stephanie Cannon. Uh Death of the Horror Anthology, that's right. Okay. But uh, that that would have been like the first like comic work that I actually got like paid for. I don't know. How, do you remember how many pages it was? Uh, it was like eight. Hey, man. Mm hmm. What was the first full length one you done? Like full issue like, or like just... like twenty pages. Uh, so I did like a four issue series called the Sequels, uh, with Norm Harper. He wrote that uh that was like i went from doing like eight pages to four issues <laughs> so that was that was kind of a a shock <laughs> what was that like like were, was your hand and arm just like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> uh i i figured out real quick i'm like man this, this takes a long time making comics <laughs> <laughs> uh before that that wasn't like the the first comic stuff that I did or anything. That was I did a couple of web comics before that, so it wasn't like I kind of had a little bit of experience doing like a sort of schedule, okay, very loose schedule. <laughs> uh, my readers got mad. Where, where's the new page? I'm like I'm working on. I, I got it. It's coming. Look, it's this is free, man. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Have you ever like sat down with a clock and just been like start to finish? How long does this take? Oh, I have to do that to get anything done. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I I have an online timer and I set that and anything I'm drawing, I have that going. As soon as I walk up, get water, whatever, I stop it and then restart it again when I'm drawing. Because otherwise, like, my brain just, it's all over the place. It's My brain is like it's got 100 tabs open at once. <laughs> so I kind of do something to, like, focus. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very glad that you commented on how long it takes to do a comic page. Because uh, let's say that you're walking uh, through the last blockbuster on Earth. You're looking through the aisles, uh, and you see a copy of Videodrome. You're like, there's no way. And you open up the case and a genie pops out. Genie looks at you and says, Val, uh, I hear you want to be faster at artwork. I'm... The option is you can be like the fastest artist in the world. However, 
the only thing you can ever taste is peanut butter. See, that's 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 tough because I love cooking, but I also just kind of whipped up a peanut butter toast for a while. So it's like I could do it. I could whip <laughs> up just peanut butter, I think. <laughs> Let's say that you had this power as long as you, everything you taste like peanut butter. Like, how far into this do you think you'd get till you reach the breaking point? Oh, like I can just, like, turn it on and off? Uh, once it's gone, it's gone. I'm not sure. That's... Because <laughs> it's like... Boy, boy, do I wish I were faster. <laughs> it's like... <sighs> Number one. Because <laughs> in this scenario, theoretically, you can do like a Jack Kirby three three ongoings. I, I was I was gonna mention Jack Kirby because <laughs> holy shit. It's like how yeah, it doesn't make sense. It honestly doesn't make sense. Especially with the amount of like extraneous stuff he does in his backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It's just that's psycho stuff. I don't Yeah, I it, I, I genuinely don't understand, like, because, like, his style is still, like, it's not simple. Right. Like, he's not doing, like, Garfield every day. Right, he's drawing, <laughs> he's drawing the fucking thing. It, just reading anything about that with Jack Kirby just makes me feel like a pile of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> god damn. <laughs> So back to back to this genie scenario. I really want to figure out like, would it be months or years of peanut I'd butter? Say, I think I could last at least a year. I think I could last at least a year of just peanut butter. And well, let's say you're you've chosen to give it up. What do you want to taste? Like, what's the first thing you actually want to taste? Sushi. Oh. You preferred sushi? Mm-hmm. I I would uh get some like spicy tuna. Okay. Just like the complete opposite of peanut butter in like every <laughs> possible way. <laughs> what other textures can you fit in this roll? What <laughs> how much can you put in this? <laughs> would you take a sushi burrito? Do you believe in sushi burritos as a sushi? Oh, burrito? I've had them. I've had them. <laughs> I believe in sushi burritos. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not above a sushi burrito. I like how this has turned into a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you tried sushi? This is like pretty late. Uh, I want to say it was like 22, 22, 23, something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's all pretty bland out here. <laughs> it's a, it's Midwest white people. There's not yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was it? What was it like? Because I know I was actually uh, a late to to the game sushi person too. And what was your experience like? Were you talked into it? Did you want to try it? Or was oh, I just... wanted to try it. I I was the one doing the talking into of other people. 
Really? <laughs> but uh, no, I I love sushi. That's like one of my favorite foods, and it's like the only thing that I like don't make because like I I cook like almost every day. So it's like here's something where like I could maybe try to make this, but I don't really want to. <laughs> uh, so it's like. It's nice going out to get it. Yeah. With other stuff, like when you're cooking every day, you never want to go to like a Denny's ever again because it's like, man, this is like 15 bucks for just like pancakes. That's piss easy. <laughs> it is like the easiest thing in the world to make. But the worst is when people order a grilled cheese when they go out to eat. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> I imagine in St. Louis it's even worse because they're like a Proval grilled cheese. Like, come on! Oh, I... The worst thing about St. Louis with that is I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten chicken parmesan and it's covered in Proval and there's not any parmesan cheese on it at all. It's just Proval. Why would they do that? I don't know. Maybe because I would order it and I'm like, okay, I gotta be safe. It, it's Parmesan, it's in the name. Yeah. No, it's covered in Provel. Do you think that's why people are shooting each other in St. Louis? <laughs> the Provel War. <laughs> like a bunch of transplants are coming in saying, what is this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> the St. Louis people take umbrage. They, they, they love that. They love that cheese, man. That's so fucking gross. They, they get so mad if you shit talk that cheese. That's what doesn't make sense. It's like digging in your heels against, like, someone who loves pooping in other people's beds. I'm like, why are you doing this, man? I'm like, I really like pooping in beds. Have you tried it? It's better than a toilet. Like, bro, I've on. always done it. I've done it all my life. My parents all I know in other people's beds. Like, <laughs> my parents' parents pooped in other people's beds. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> have you, I, I like swinging right from poop back to sushi, but have you ever been to the sushi restaurants with the conveyor belt sushi? No, but I, I was gonna try and find one in Denver and I couldn't find one. And I'm like, ah. Really? Mm-mm. I did get Korean barbecue though. That was really good. Oh, Korean barbecue does not mess around. Oh my gosh. It's really, really good. Have you had uh, Korean fried chicken? No, that sounds amazing. It's the best because they're like, what's better than frying this delicious, perfectly cooked chicken once? Double frying it. Hell yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I'm super bummed you didn't get to go to E Triple C because I would imagine, like in the Pacific Northwest, like there's probably some really good sushi places out there. Yeah, yeah. I've only been to Seattle once. What was that like? I've never been out to Seattle before. Uh, I went up when I was like seven or eight. Uh, I got a relative out there. Uh, she's got a lot of birds. <laughs> I got stuck in the bird room. Oh no! <laughs> Was it like parrot kind of birds, or like parrot oh, yeah. kind of birds? Oh yeah, like with big like cockatoos. Now Val, 
we are moving in to the the last segment. This is five questions we ask every guest, uh, based off of Jane Lipton's Inside the Actor's Studio. Have you seen uh, the late Mr. Lipton's work? I, I I've seen I've seen a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is it Lipton or Will Ferrell doing Lipton? <laughs> oh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, that's just wonderful. <laughs> So number one, uh, and I'm always curious, I, I've had a lot of writers on recently and they have their answers, but I love it when artists get to get this question. It's what is your favorite sequential art sound effect? Does the Captain America fap sound count? It does. <laughs> That's the one that I think of. So if you were in charge of putting the Captain America fap, onto a panel how would you how would you have it written out how would you draw it uh, how not safe for work is it comic supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> let's say it's a black label like just as good as batman's dick you just have the shield covering the fap <laughs> that's what you could do have a line of faps coming from behind the shield. <laughs> uh, so fap it is. Uh, <laughs> number two, what is your favorite thing about sequential art? Uh, I, I guess tying back into the, the time thing, I, I like how you can just like freeze time or just like accelerate how it goes like basically just like reading or meeting whoever's reading its eye around and i just find that really interesting because there's so many ways you can do it where it's like you can have the panels where it's just like zigzag and you can perfectly just like go from the panels even though it's not like left to right on every single one and i think that's really cool just like seeing how people manipulate the page like that do you have a favorite uh like page where the layout has been manipulated like that or one that just immediately comes to mind uh i'm trying to think ah there was one why am i blanking uh these these savage shores Okay, uh, okay. There's a really, really good one. It's like a nine panel grid where it's like just following like in that zigzag pattern. And think about that one a lot. I gotta reread that again. That is that was one of like the best comics I've read in years. It's really good, yeah. And uh going back to format, of course, uh on the flip side of the coin, and I think I might know your answer. What is something about sequential art that you dislike? Uh, it takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so curious to me. Like, have you dab your art when you when you are doing like the horror stuff that you post on Twitter and stuff? It's all hyper detailed and like just meticulously done. Have you ever thought about trying like a less detailed kind of style, like with more? I don't want to say economy of line because your lines are clean as hell but like i try and then i get lost in the weeds and i'm just 
<laughs> doing details anyways. Uh, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, number four. Uh, swearing is fun, but what is your favorite curse word that's not actually a curse word? Smegma. <laughs> there was no hesitation there. No, I respect no. It. <laughs> Please use smegma in a sentence. I, I, I always use it for like like throwaway usernames. So I always <laughs> go by like smegma king. It's like my username for everything. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as being a, a sentence. But... <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I'm so scared. I'm going to be around my kids at some point this weekend and like smash my shin on something. <laughs> just like smegma. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> And they're going to look it up, and we're going to have to have a conversation a lot earlier than I anticipated. I mean, I guess technically it's not really a swear word. <laughs> kind of. It's not. It's, it's just not. fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Novell, I, I have some bad news for you. You were on an archaeological dig, and you were super pumped about this, uh, but they were taking a break for lunch. And the only thing available was cracker cracker crust Provel pizza. And while you took a bite, you choke to death and you die and you fall into this hole and you're just nestled in the Utah Raptors claws. So you're dead. Uh, and you go to what we assume uh, and perceive as heaven. You get to the pearly gates. And over to the side at a drafting table is a short, hairy man in a wife beater. He's smoking a cigar. His eyebrows are so thick you would swear that they were knitted together. And it's Jacob Kurtzberg, a.k.a. Jack Kirby. What do you hope he says to you? It's not what I hope, but he would kick me out because I'm too slow. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me. Where can folks find you uh, on the internets? Um, I am. I, I'm trying to think because I've like I've changed my username on so many things. My on list. Twitter, you can find me at Fishmas. Uh, many places you can find me at Fishmas. That is a long story. <laughs> that, that is a ye old username that I had that I never got rid of that was not Smegma King <laughs> I, I should have gone with that <laughs> um, elsewhere you can find me is just Val Hal or just Val underscore Halverson I think on Instagram and if folks want to give you money where would they go? to my Patreon which is I think that is at Val Halverson. I think. <laughs> Underscore Smegma King. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for Provel, I hope. Oh, God. <laughs>
This has been a Comic Book Yeti production. You can find new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere podcasts stream. For more information on the Comic Book Yeti, please visit comicbookyeti.com. And for more of Grant, visit grantstoy.com or on Twitter at Grant and Stuff. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now